Welcome back to all my naughty readers out there. I'm Chanel Ivy, and this is Chanel Ivy's Steamy Romance Reads podcast. I hope you're ready for some tantalizingly sexy audible treats, because in this episode, we're going to experience a stimulating excerpt from one of my books that I happen to be working on the audiobook narration for right now, Her Holiday Wish. This naughty read is a book I'm very proud of because it deals with raw, genuine emotions and difficulties the LGBTQ community has to work through to be who they truly are while only seeking acceptance and equality from their family, friends, and society as a whole. You could say this book was more of a passion project for me than just a romance novel. On a lighter note, the topic for this episode is dating in the office. Tonight's reading is sure to get you all worked up, so get comfortable, sit back, relax, and let my voice pull you into this sultry and erotically stimulating story. A little about today's book before we begin. The story follows Samantha Dodd, our main character who has just been laid off from her job in California. The last thing she wants to do is spend the holidays hiding who she really is from her family and everyone back home in New Jersey. But thanks to her loss of employment, that's precisely what she gets to do. She moves across the country away from the unfiltered life she's built for herself and heads back to her childhood home. Here, no one knows she's gay, and she has to pretend she's someone she's not to avoid disrupting her very religious family dynamic. Not long after arriving back in her hometown, she finds herself quickly and passionately falling into the arms of her long-lost friend Brooke, who she's been in love with since she was 13. She also begins to realize she might have grown up with blinders on, because in reality, what she remembers from her childhood isn't the picture-perfect portrait she thought it was, as family secrets are revealed. Will Brooke and Sam be able to overcome others' close-minded views to fulfill their one true holiday wish? Or will Sam and Brooke be split up on opposite sides of the country again without one another, in this moving and powerfully romantic lesbian coming-out love story? Get your tissues out, ladies and gents, and enjoy this passionate and sexually intriguing emotional roller coaster ride of two women seeking true happiness no matter what anyone else's expectations of pure love are. Now that I've teased you a bit, let's dive into the temptation that is her holiday wish. I got Brooke to my car slowly but surely, and she was asleep in the passenger seat before I could even get my seatbelt on. I was glad I only had two beers over the three hours and plenty of food in my stomach, so I wasn't anywhere near drunk. Ian texted me Brooke's address as promised, and I was glad he did since Brooke was snoring softly and would be no help in getting her home. It was a quick 20-minute ride across town to a cute little bungalow-style house in the middle of nowhere. Thankfully, Brooke's car appeared to be in the driveway, so we wouldn't have to pick it up tomorrow morning. I'm glad she was mature enough to know she was going to get shit-faced drunk and planned on not driving herself home. She was still as responsible as I remembered her being in high school. Always the good girl, never in trouble, and forever doing the right thing. My mother knew nothing about Brooke and what kind of person she really was. I fished through her purse and found the keys, deciding to open the door first so I could haul Brooke inside without standing in the cold in my heels, trying to hold her up and juggle the door at the same time. But as soon as the key unlatched the lock, a beeping noise sounded. I looked around and there was an alarm panel on the wall blinking red and asking for a code, 
Shit. I ran back to the car and tried to wake Brooke, but she only mumbled incoherently in response. Come on, Brooke. What's the alarm code? I don't need your cop buddies rushing out here for nothing. Wake up! I shook her harder and she started to come around, but then the alarm started blasting like I was robbing a bank. The noise was awful, and it echoed off the walls of the house, carrying the sound across the field, and I'm sure all the way across to the next home, which I couldn't even see. Brooke's eyes shot open and she jumped up, but the seatbelt held her in place. She quickly pushed the button, releasing herself, thrust me out of her way, and ran to the door. Brooke pushed a bunch of numbers on the keypad and the alarm fell silent again. Holy shit, Sam, do you know how to wake a girl up or what? Brooke laughed. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had an alarm system and I wanted to get you into bed. Oh, you did, did you? Brooke questioned, smiling seductively at me. Hey, I was being a good friend by dragging your drunk ass out of that bar and home. Don't start with the jokes. You need to drink some water, take some aspirin, and go to bed. This way you don't wake up tomorrow with a raging hangover. What if I wasn't joking, Sam? She asked as she played with a strand of her blonde hair playfully. Stop it, Brooke. You're still drunk. Let's get you to bed. I replied, trying to stifle the lustful urges building inside of me. I wanted to jump on her and ravish her body like I had craved for as long as I can remember. But I didn't know if it was really Brooke or the alcohol talking. I'm serious, Sam. Yes, I was wasted before, but I'm starting to sober up. A blaring alarm will do that to you. And what if I told you that I've had a thing for you all these years? I'd tell you that you were lying. Would you? And why would you tell me I was lying? She asked as she stepped closer to me. I cleared my throat and walked back a few steps, stumbling slightly on my red heels. They were undoubtedly fashionable, but probably not the right choice for tonight now that I thought about it. Because you're not gay. I, I would have known if you were. I sputtered out in response. The butterflies built in my stomach to an uncomfortable, almost painful level. I wanted this woman for so long. Now, after all of this time, she was dangling the possibility over my head like a piece of meat over a starving tiger, and I didn't know what to do with myself. She stepped even closer again, and this time, reaching out and grabbing my hand in hers and nuzzling my fingers on her cheek. And how would you know if I was gay, Sam? Because? Because I've known I was gay since I was ten years old, I admitted. I knew it, Brooke gasped. Oh boy, here it comes. Was all this a trick to get me just to admit that I'm a lesbian? Because if it was, it wasn't very nice. Brooke interrupted my self-pity speech by grabbing my face in her hands and pressing her lips to mine in a passionate, heated kiss. I melted into her instantly. The words of my mother and what anyone else thought disappeared like a puff of smoke. Our tongues met in a wild dance with one another for dominance, and our hands were instantly all over one another as she pulled me inside of her home, closing the door behind us with her foot. I pulled away just long enough to tell her, You have no idea how long I've wanted to kiss you. Brooke kissed my neck as she pulled my sweater and tank top up and over my head, throwing it to the floor, probably just as long as I've wanted to kiss you. My fingers went to work unbuttoning her blouse, and we continued to explore each other with kisses, licks, and tiny nips at every piece of exposed skin. This all felt so freeing, even if it was rushed. I mentally tried to slow myself down, but all of these feelings had been pent up for so long, I couldn't contain them, no matter how hard I tried. Brooke seemed to be having the same problem. Before I knew it, both Brooke and I were standing in front of each other in just our underwear. We stared at each other's bodies 
soaking in the extravagant beauty of our curves and the sultriness of our skin. I have to touch every part of you, Brooke. I need to taste you. I want to feel you shudder beneath me like I fantasized about forever, I said in breathless tones. Put your heels back on. I love the way they look. Let's take this to my bedroom, shall we? Brooke asked as she turned her perfect backside on full display in her silky black thong. I grabbed my heels and followed Brooke down the hall to her bedroom. The walls were a soft cream color and the blackout curtains were a lovely shade of teal that brightened up the room. Her bed was the absolute centerpiece of the room. A large, king-sized, ivory-colored poster bed with light-colored sheets and a fluffy comforter to match. It was all very girly and it suited the Brooke I knew perfectly. It seemed not much, and yet everything had changed all at once. I slipped my heels back on and grabbed Brooke from behind. I unhooked her bra, releasing her ample chest, and she leaned forward, letting the thin satin and fabric fall to the floor. I reached around her, grasping her breasts in both of my hands, and I moaned into the back of her neck at the feel of her soft skin in my palms. I pinched her nipples between my fingertips and bit gently at her ear. Brooke pushed her rear end back into my hips instinctively, and her curves fit my body perfectly. It was like we were made for one another. I felt myself dampen between my legs instantly. My body craved this woman. I needed her desperately. Do you mind? Brooke asked, holding up a pair of handcuffs. I've never tried, but if it's what you want, I'll do anything. I replied happily. Good, Brooke said as she turned to me pulling my bra off expertly and putting both hands behind my back, cuffing them together. Your tits are beautiful, Sam. I love when your hands are pulled tight like that, how your breasts stand out even further and how taut your nipples are. You're beautiful. You've always been beautiful. Brooke walked around me and pushed me down onto my stomach onto the bed. These panties are gorgeous, but they have to go, she demanded as I felt Brooke pull my underwear from my body, down my legs and over my heels. Turn over. I want to see those beautiful breasts again, Brooke commanded. I rolled onto my back, my arms still cuffed underneath me. You said you wanted to taste me, Sam. Do you want that? Brooke asked as she leaned down and sucked one of my nipples into her mouth. I gasped from the shock waves of pleasure her wet lips sent through my body. Yes, please. I want to lick your pussy. I want to taste you on my lips. I begged. I had never been this needy with a woman before. I wanted to please all of my partners, but Brooke? I absolutely had to fulfill every one of her desires. It felt like I would die if I didn't. Brooke pulled her mouth away and pushed her thong down and off before positioning herself over my mouth. Her soaking wet, velvety folds were spread out before me, and all I wanted to do was touch her. I squirmed against the restraints, but it was no use. I finally decided I could do this without the use of my hands and I gently sucked Brooke's hard, wet clit into my mouth. Brooke cried out as her hips rocked into my face, and I dove my tongue deep inside of her. She was so wet and tasted like sweet honey. Her body was better than any fantasy I ever could have imagined, and she was all mine. I drew lines up and down her wanting sex lazily at first with my mouth and finally settled on flicking the tip of my tongue over Brooke's clit. She moaned and bucked softly as her thighs tightened around me. I sucked on the tight little bundle of nerves until Brooke cried out my name in pure erotic release. The rush of her honey hitting my tongue was amazing, and I tasted her until she lifted off of me. Your turn, Brooke said, still panting from her orgasm. In one quick motion, Brooke flipped me back over onto my stomach, 
lifting my ass into the air. I was completely helpless with my hands still cuffed and my face buried into the soft comforter. Brooke pressed her mouth directly in between my thighs from behind me, and I groaned uncontrollably at her intimate touch. Brooke's hand reached around my leg and began rubbing my clit as her tongue pumped in and out of me. Her other hand squeezed my ass, and the plethora of sensations had me ready to climax in seconds before Brooke pulled away. She flipped me over again and licked her way from my thigh to my pussy again before settling on my clit. Her hands found my breasts heaving with my breathy moans of pleasure, and she kept the pressure on the exact spot I desired her most with her tongue. That's it, baby, come for me. Brooke breathed out heavily on my body before resuming her assault. I began to shudder with my climax almost instantly while staring intensely into Brooke's intoxicating hazel eyes. I rocked my hips into her mouth, wishing I could run my fingers through her hair as my breathing settled and the clenching of my core slowed. Oh my, that was amazing. Better than I could have ever imagined, and believe me, I've imagined that a lot. Brooke laughed as she sat up and grabbed the handcuff key from the nightstand. I sat up slowly, the blood rushing back to my head quickly, making my vision blur briefly, while Brooke released me from my restraints. How did I not know you felt like this? I asked, racking my brain for what cues I might have missed. I knew your family was very religious, and they'd never let us hang out again if they suspected anything was going on. So I kept my feelings to myself. I always had an idea that you were gay, especially since you and David never went all the way. I was sure you'd at least try sex with him to see if you might be straight because of your parents, but when you didn't, not even on prom night, I was sure. You bitch! I laughed as I pushed Brooke into the pillows. You let me believe you were straight this whole time while I battled with my feelings for you every day and you never said a thing? I should spank you right here and now. Let's save that for next time, shall we? I'm so fucking tired right now, I think I'm still a little drunk, too. Brooke said before yawning. I pulled the covers up and over both of us. I'll be surprised if you aren't still drunk when you wake up tomorrow how much you drank, you lush. I giggled. Hey, Sam. Yeah? I'm sorry, but I'm glad you got laid off and came back. I've missed you so much, and I don't know if I could have waited for you much longer. This episode's sexy topic is office romances. Do you or don't you? I personally never got the chance to have an office romance. I met my significant other in high school and I've been happily tied down ever since. But I hear that office dating can be tricky. And I've seen some of the blowback, if you will, when I was working in the corporate world. Before entering into an office romance, it's always a smart idea to check your contract or your workplace's ethics manual. You don't want to lose your job over a fling if that's what it turns out to be. It's sad, but you need to ask yourself, Am I going to be okay working with this person if the relationship goes sideways? These are real possibilities, and I know most people are only thinking roses and candy when they first find someone they're interested in. But you also need to be realistic. And hanky-panky at work sounds fun and exciting, but it can also get you into some serious trouble. So play at your own risk, my friends. An office romance story I heard was from a man, well, We'll call him John for the show's purposes, and a woman we'll call her Jane. They worked together on the same floor but in different departments, so they thought there would be no issues when they started flirting with each other in the break room. Flirting turned to more, and eventually they started doing some naughty things in their cars in the parking lot. But their sexual activity never left work. No dates, no calls, no texting, just an exciting in-office tryst. One day... 
John decided he wanted more, and while they were getting hot and heavy in the back seat of his SUV in the parking lot, he asked Jane if she'd go over his house that Friday night so he could make love to her in a real bed and do everything he couldn't do to her thanks to the confines of being in a vehicle. She dodged the question by going down on him, and John didn't think anything of it. The next time they were hot and heavy again, this time in Jane's car, John asked again, but he asked if he could take her to dinner and then maybe to a hotel, thinking maybe his house was too intimate of a setting for Jane. Again, she dodged his question by going down on him. This time, when they finished, John said he was going to go in the building after her so they didn't look suspicious, and he took his time trying to find out anything he could about Jane that might make her leery of dating him. He found his reason all right. It was in the driver's side visor. She had a picture of her with her husband and her three kids all smiling at the beach. John pocketed the picture, and the next time Jane pulled him aside for some parking lot hanky-panky, he showed it to her. She came clean that she was indeed married, and she was only doing this for fun. John was devastated, and ended up leaving the company a few weeks later. He also did a little digging and found Jane's husband. John reached out to him and explained that he'd been having an affair with his wife for months at work. Obviously, Jane's husband was devastated too and within days was filing for a divorce. Not such a happily ever after now, was it? But then you have the stories like this one where an anonymous reader says, We were both married at the time. She was working through a divorce and so was I. We worked together in the same industry. We were friends and everything was completely innocent at first, but fate started driving us closer together. At a party, alcohol was involved and we ended up leaving together. That night was absolutely primal. We ended up not talking the day after since we were both drunk and trying to make sense of what happened. When we did eventually talk, we fell madly in love with each other. We ended up getting married a year later and we're both the happiest we've ever been. We still work for the same company, are madly in love and grateful we have every day together. Aww, that makes you believe in happily ever afters now, doesn't it? If you have a crazy or funny experience you'd like to share about office romances, I'm all ears, ladies and gentlemen. Hit me up on social media or shoot me an email at chanelivyauthor at gmail.com. I really love hearing from you guys out there. It truly makes my day. Well, that's all the time I have for on this episode of Chanel Ivy's Steamy Romance Reads podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed the time we spent together. I know I did. Check back with me soon, or better yet, click that follow button so you'll get notifications when my podcast is released for your listening pleasure. Make sure to tell your friends about Chanel Ivy's Steamy Romance Reads podcast, and reach out to me on social media. I love hearing from all of you out there. Thank you for all of your support. On our next sultry session, I'll read more exciting scenes from some of my books as well as my author friends. Plus, I'll discuss even more sexy topics. I can't wait. But it's goodbye until next time, my naughty readers. And as always, happy reading, y'all.